Welcome to Markets Now. I'm Michelle Work with Brad Coima with Coima Coima Barlick. And it was a mixed day on Wednesday, both grain and livestock futures. Let's start off in cattle. Um, we did have a little sell-off going into the cattle inventory report, but walk us through that report because it was very bullish. I thought it was a very, very solid report, absolutely. I've been looking forward to this report for maybe a month. I'm a numbers nerd, you know. So when you drill down and you look at, you know, replacement heifers, for instance, we've been waiting for this cycle to flip, right? When are we going to start to save some heifers? Um, we got a report that's saying, hold the bus, you know. We still got a small calf crop, the smallest since 1951, I believe, uh, with back-to-back -back huge beef cow uh, slaughter numbers, which shows up in a, a, a beef cow herd that's the smallest since the early 60s. So we're, we've taken this factory and we've shrunk it down here, uh, and there's no turning back. We're going to have less supply for a couple of years here until we flip that thing. So I'm excited to see what it's going to do. Uh, we've got a big move ahead of it. You know, the feeder cattle have really had a nice recovery, um, but I would think that there's more to come given the, the state of affairs based on that report. Yeah, how much of the report? We were all bold up coming in, obviously. Sure. We came in fairly close to expect expectations, mm -hmm. but how much was priced in already into this market? probably a pretty good chunk of it. Uh, you know, you've taken futures now above, uh, like on the fat cattle, we're a little bit positive based, which we should be this time of year, um, after going to a discount. Feeder cattle really have had the biggest move of the whole thing and, and got cheaper corn, of course, too, but I would guess, I'm anxious to see what tomorrow's like. If I had a guess, I'd say the market would be okay tomorrow, uh, relieved that the report was as delivered. And some of those people that watch the numbers carefully are gonna notice that, hey, they actually revised last year's numbers lower, you know, so, we're smaller from a smaller number. So a solid report, I think, won't hurt us at all. Cash market felt okay. Uh, you know, we were talking about that a second ago. 176 was bid and passed in the south. So maybe we're not too high, you know, with the futures where they are. So Brad, you and I, last year at this convention, talked about the lowest numbers for 60 years. Now we have 87.2 million head, 2% lower than last year. Where do you think prices go on that kind of news? You know, not to be weird about it, but we're in a funny spot in this cattle industry, in my opinion. You know, either we, either we start to rebuild and get this thing back to where we were, or the threat is going to be that we're going to have such a supply, tight supply thing that we almost change our our way of doing business, our business model. Uh, and I'm not saying we're going to go to like being like a lobster, but but. Either we're gonna to have to reload this thing or you're gonna see some kill cuts, and I mean big time kill cuts, and I mean like a plant closing or something like that, like we did with Denison and, and like we did in Plainview. Uh, and ironically, they're adding slaughter capacity at the time when the numbers are gonna be the tightest. It could get whippy. Uh, barring some sort of black swan type of a demand wreck or something like that, I, I think we're going to places we've never been before. Talk about demand though, because the economy, you've got the stock market up near or setting new highs. You've got, you know, the Fed saying, hey, we're going to stay at least steady on interest rates. That's a pretty good environment here for demand, isn't it? You know, there's, I'm in the minority. I think the way I look at beef demand, you and I have talked about this a lot. I appreciate that question, actually. I was sitting in a meeting this morning, and they were talking about average retail price of beef, $7.85 or something like that for the year, the highest ever. And people are all going, oh my gosh. And I'm going, like, that's great demand. We don't throw any beef away. You know, so how high you can sell a quantity is, to me, is our measure of demand. I think demand is spectacular. Um, so, yeah, if something changes where we're scared to eat it or something like that, that's different. But, at, you know, to, to mark this spot on the calendar and say demands, I don't see that at all. I, especially the grind, look at that hamburger thing. So, I, I don't know. We'll see. I would expect that 
you're going to have enough entrepreneurs out there that say, you know what, we're going to save a half for this. this the profit's going to generate this idea. And then the numbers really get tight. And then in two years, if you and I are still doing this gig, then we'll be talking about, oh, it looks like we're on the other side of the backside of that cycle. But for a couple of years here, supply side looks pretty good to me. And cash should continue to appreciate here now, do you think, especially as weights are going down the opposite direction? Seasonally, the weights will go down. They've been going down already. I think we've peaked that. A little bit of bad weather in my part of the world that you know helped accelerate that. Um, there's still a, there's still a crowd out there that believes that we've got a significantly large, much larger number of cattle on feed for the first quarter. Well, we're a third of the way through it. I'm, I'm not convinced, you know, but we'll see. Uh, those placement, remember that September and October placement, those are big. Uh, but I think we're working through that. Um, yeah, I don't know where we're going. I think we got to get above 180 again, which I think we will, pretty quickly. Uh, and then, uh, you know, maybe as we move toward third quarter or fourth quarter of this this year. That's probably the next time we really get super tight, in my opinion. And do the funds help us? Because they're only mm -hmm. about 13,000 contracts long now. Their whole, their whole backstop is loaded with gunpowder. Yep. That's what I'd like to think, you know, so they don't have anything on, right? Uh, I actually think that's bullish. Uh, and now you've got the market flipping. We're above 50%. We're tipping over the moving averages. Yeah, it's kind of a fun deal to, to look at. I think we've got a lot of potential. Hogs have had a nice little run here as well, very resilient. Um, has that been fun buying or are hogs following cattle? I would say the, the former, uh, probably, the fun question, uh, answer. They were big short there. And, and then I, I, it almost felt to me like, uh, you know, not to use a funny analogy, but it's like when everybody gets on one end of a boat, it finally tips over, right? I think we finally got to that point maybe where everybody was too short the hogs. And I was very short, but frankly, I kind of still am. Uh, there's lots of them, the weights are way too big. We got backed up during that bad weather, couldn't get them dead. But by golly, the, 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 you know, the funds, you can't, you can't fade them. If they decide they like the market, they come after it big time. And the chart, of course, looks much better now. So um, fun buying. The fundamentalist in me probably would say, hey, be careful. I don't know if I would trust this thing is really having a lot of steam. Yeah, but like you said, we've had a chart breakout. It's hard to argue with that. For sure. Okay, let's talk about charts in terms of the corn market. New contract lows again this week. Um, we did manage to close a little bit higher here today. And how encouraged were you that we did get some follow through after the short covering rally yesterday? Encouraged, relieved, to be honest. You know, I thought the market, I thought that the market was after that bearish uh, crop production report, you know, where the market tried to go down and it's like, okay, I'm sick of going down. Yeah. Uh, when you whip the horse, it had better run. When the news is bearish, it should go down, right? And then when it did, and I thought, well, you suppose we're finally there. We got everybody short now, everybody's bearish. It's in. That's what I was thinking, and then to have that thing, you know, hiccup again and have to check the lows out once more. I maybe a little weather help from South America, but I really think that maybe the, the, the way the market is acting, it's telling me that it's tired of going down. You know that they've absorbed all the selling. Good action, I thought yesterday, and hung in today. Okay, beans followed through with that outside day reversal up. Um, I don't know. I I just at these big monthly support areas here, Michelle. I it's hard for me to be bearish down here. What about beans, uh, $12 going to hold? I'm going to say yes. Um, but we probably need a little help in the South American weather for that uh, to, to, to change things a lot. But I, I'm going to say yes just because all of a sudden the market has completely gotten away from this long-term demand bullishness that we thought we had in the market. Maybe we can get back to that and stop talking about the other stuff. But the funds are short in all of the grains. Big time in the corn. Third biggest short position in the corn ever, they tell me. 
maybe not quite that big in the beans, but uh, so that's going to be a problem. Uh, but maybe we can flip them like we did in the Hawks. Okay. Yeah, you can't push the market that way forever. That's yeah. for sure. All right. Thanks for joining us, Brad Quimo with Quimo Quimo Verlick. That is Markets Now. <sighs> Sweating.